This is um, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. I feel I've done the uh, housekeeping and now we can enjoy ourselves. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, uh, what about this morning when I or I started? What about this morning? Well, but it's a bit late for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> They've got rid of the troublemakers. <laughs> have they got the new ones yet? No, I think they're going to oh. do the. Uh, have I got news for you? Um, we can't find anyone nice, so we're rotating the other people. <laughs> well, no, I, I think they're having. A, they've had a sort of soft launch. Oh, a soft mm. launch. Yeah, that's the uh, the Gen Z phrase of choice. They like a soft launch. Yeah. People sneaking on. No, what about this morning when I wrote in Pierre's communal birthday court card? sofas have a soft launch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember court sofas when Bruce Forsyth on the advert would say silencing courts? Yeah. And he'd be dressed as a judge and then he'd, he'd talk about the great ju- sofas. There was a jingle which Again, was... not saying settees, which I, again, feel is a word that's been lost. Mm. No. Uh, they would. I think the tagline was, I sincerely hope to see you all in courts. Oh, yes, that sounds, that sounds right. OK. Yeah, this morning, I still feel a bit awkward... He hasn't received it yet. Oh, have you got the card? Yes, yes. It's Pierre's birthday celebration. We did the joint card. Yes. Mm. And I was I was a bit sort of distracted and I wrote it as if I was writing it to you and I put darling and me, I feel uncomfortable. Not, when, when Emily says you, she means me, not everyone mm. listening. No. What do you... Th- was that inappropriate to put darling in Pierre's card? <laughs> Well, I think you made such a all-fire fuss about it. You couldn't possibly think it was sincere. Oh, no. <laughs> Good. Like, oh, Good. why have I written this on P.S. card? But maybe I thought that would be the, the sort of indirect sincerity. Oh, no, I've sent yeah, you another dozen yeah, You know, roses. when the, the girl who's horrible to you at school really fancies you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it could oh. have been that, I yeah. agree. OK. Sorry, everyone. Um... But yes, it is, uh, and uh, we've got him one present. Yes. Um, would you like to say what it was? Uh, the present. I think it's it's not going to do my relatability brand any favours. <laughs> oh, last, that's, last, that's shot. That's shot to hell. Last week it was an illustrated Ulysses that I yeah. bought myself. Yeah. And For this how week, much? Uh, Sixty-six pounds, according to Waterstones. Yeah. Cheaper everywhere else. Um, it is, it's 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 a Victorian map of Anglo-Saxon England. Double yeah. history. Yeah, double history. That's Jam what we're cream. after. It's a beautiful thing, though. Mm. Yes, you are. Me and my little map. Meanwhile, I'm wearing a TVA top, which I got for my birthday, uh, which is a low-key um, birthday present. Mm. And if anyone got that at home, congratulations, because it's from the TV series Loki. Uh, is, that, is Tom Hiddleston Loki? Tom Hiddleston is Loki, and mm. a rather brilliant. For all people mock Tom Hiddleston for who he actually is, the people <laughs> who he pretends to be are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know, I think he never got over the Taylor Swift incident. Well, the singlet. Mm. <laughs> Mm. Yes, he wore a singlet that said I heart TS. Yeah. I think he never got over having to do an insane impression of Robert De Niro to Robert De Niro's face. In yeah. fairness. It's like watching an anxiety dream. Yes, but he's a brilliant Loki. You see, and if Frank wore a T-shirt saying I heart TS, I'd respect him because I, I know it would be T.S. Eliot. Yeah, exactly, that would be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, there's darkness there, but we won't go into it. <laughs> um... No, I like this top a lot. I haven't taken it off since I got it for my birthday. And there's a slight element of one of my favourite garments, the varsity jacket, (laughs) who I always associate with the popular actor Idris Elba, who I've seen in a couple of really state-of-the-art varsity jackets. And um, I think he might be an ambassador. Oh. Yeah, because it's. It, I think he, they must be being supplied to him. Yeah. Well, he's, real I believe he beauties. has his own clothing brand. So he? maybe there's a varsity line. Elben Varsity. 
I do like that jacket on you, Frank. Thank you. You've really found your look later in life. Well, yes, that's my look. It's merchandise <laughs> from um, <laughs> Disney Plus sci-fi <laughs> shows. Yes. That's, that's where I look at my <laughs> most relaxed, <laughs> I think. That's what I'm after. Frank Yeah, so uh, the, I was talking about the um, the varsity. In case you, t- you don't know what a varsity, how could we describe it? It's one of those jackets you see in things like Happy Days with different coloured sleeves. Well, that was yeah, back, baseball back the baseball jacket as well. It's that's specifically. Oh, it's the it's jacket of the bully. <laughs> oh, do you associate oh, it with the bully? Do you? Oh, I've the, got a lovely New York Mets varsity, and I try not to bully anymore. In a lot of, <laughs> in a lot of fiction, American high school fiction, the kind of arrogant quarterback will be striding oh, yeah. the halls and Biff. Biff, exactly. Biff's yeah. always in his varsity jacket. No, I know what you mean. You, Big white sleeves. Fair point. I uh, I met a Canadian um, woman who had a great. Uh, varsity jacket on, but it had Canada on the back. You know how Canadians quite happy to have yes. the name mm. on the back. Mm. Um, and um, she told me a story that she'd bought it from a charity shop in Canada, and then she was on the tube in London, and a woman said, "Oh, I love your jacket." And uh, a fellow Canadian, she said, "I, I, oh, I, I." ache for your jacket. I had a jacket exactly like that. My family used to nag me for wearing it all the time and in the end I put it into a charity shop in um, wherever it was, Winnipeg. Yeah. And she said, oh, I I got it from a charity (laughs) shop. And it was the same jacket. Oh my! It was God. the same jacket had travelled across oh, the world. That's insane. And it reminded me of a slightly less warm-hearted story of me and a mate... Gather round the fireside, everyone. Me and a mate drove out into the countryside. For He just said, let's drive into the countryside and have a drink. This was mm. in the days when I think that was legal. And um, we went to a pub and we, we got a pint, sat down. And I said, uh, oh, God, you'd never believe um, who's over there. It's And then Mr X. Mm. And... Uh, and then I said, uh, oh, no, don't look, because he's with Blah Blah's wife. So oh. it was a friend of ours with um, another friend of ours, and it was his wife, so the two of them were together. And I said, shall we go over and say, you know, small world. And he said, no, we've got to get out of here. And my mate said, we've got to get out of here fast. A, a bloke like him, if he knows we've seen them together... He might feel he has to he has to kill us. <laughs> we, we, I remember drinking our pint, drinking our pints really fast. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't leave them, but yeah. um, but it was we wanted your to, lives. You were afraid but if, of. But he might be just confronted with the fact I'm gonna I'm gonna have to, um, you know. I've murder these two men, I know. Yeah, we're in the, out in the country as well, where killing for convenience is probably a commonplace. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Good morning, all our listeners <laughs> yeah. in the country. I do apologise. Sorry about that. Was that um, too dark for breakfast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too dark for breakfast! <laughs> yes, but it was I just thinking about, you know, coincidences, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Killings. It's not quite the same as the varsity jacket story, <laughs> but you can see how one might emanate from <laughs> what I believe they call tother. Frank on Absolute Radio. Oh, I got some nice uh, birthday gifts. Oh yeah, I was going to ask what you what I got. Like. Never had one of these before, and I've lived a long time. I was bought a hood ornament. Sorry. You know, a hood ornament, are you familiar oh. with that? What, for the car? Yeah. So you can have oh. a sort of intimidating arrival. Yeah, exactly. Where, yeah. Hang on, where does your ornament go? I saw Jerry Lee Lewis arrive at a theatre in Cheltenham with um, bull horns no. on the front of a, of a convertible. <laughs> <laughs> where, um, where does it go exactly? You know, a hood ornament, like, um, is it called the spirit of 
ecstasy or something oh, on the front of a Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce, yes. The lady. And the VW sign, which, as we know, were, were stolen a lot by the rap bands. But, but yeah. you, you occasionally see a VW hood ornament, you know, a raised one, but often they're set in now, aren't they? But I don't think I'm going to actually mount it. I don't know what the legal implications are for Mounting a it. hood mm. ornament. I wouldn't mount it. If you hit anyone. Well, it's, um, it's Wiley Coyote. It has long been a significant figure in my life, you know, from the Roadrunner movies. Why has Wiley Coyote been so significant to you? Well, I've got several. I've got a, a, a cuddly, if you can have a cuddly um, Wiley Coyote, and I've got a little one on my desk always because mm. um, I've always been, um, this is genuine, I've been inspired by that never, ever give up thing of keep pursuing <laughs> your goal. And your love of TNT and catapults. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't involve, I don't, it's quite that literal. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, I got a T-shirt as well for my birthday with the Wiley Coyote on. Would you ever watch his oeuvre? Oh, God, I've watched hours and really? hours. Really? Yeah, mm. I've got, like, well, VHSs originally and then DVDs. I could just watch it all night. Okay. Did you get a bracelet that says WWWCD? What would Wiley Coyote do? That's a great idea. Maybe was... next, but then you can yeah. start work on that now if there's any uh, jewellers listening. <laughs> Maybe H. Samuel <laughs> tunes into this. Is I'm Coyote... guessing H is no longer with us. Is Coyote the surname then? Is it oh, yeah, W.E. Coyote. Coyote yeah. Mm. I always like the idea of people getting, <laughs> like Meatloaf, getting letters to Mr. M. Love. <laughs> is he a Coyote? Uh, yes. Well, I don't know these cartoon people. It never makes sense. Mm. Yes, he's, he's in constant pursuit of a roadrunner. <laughs> yes. Oh, he's roadrunner's nemesis. Okay. Yes. And I actually go on stage to Roadrunner by Jonathan Richmond. So, yeah. you know, so there. I'll tell you what I did have, though. I had, some, I had a couple of dog gifts for my birthday. This is a new phenomenon yeah. for me. Gifts. It's my birthday and I got gifts from my dog. Ah, uh, so not dog so, gifts from your dog. No, nothing from my dog. Mm. Do you get dog-themed gifts? I, I, may I draw your attention to my socks this morning? Oh, yes, I've got dog. Yeah, but I'm on about gifts for my dog yeah. on my birthday. Does mm. that make any sense? Like yeah. the, the, I mean, the radio family mm. gave me a chewy Vladimir Putin, <laughs> which yes. I assume was for the dog. Well, you assume incorrectly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and someone gave me uh, my... my um, in-laws gave me uh, a dog frisbee. You know, it's one of my life's ambitions. It's in my bucket list to see a dog take a frisbee out the air. Uh. I've never seen that live. Uh, I've looked at it on YouTube. It's a really spectacular and impressive moment of beauty. But something went wrong with the frisbee thing. Uh, I might. I think I'll probably post a picture just very quickly. The dog doesn't know how to hold a frisbee. Our dog, and the dog—it's one of those frisbees like a donut with a hole in the middle, and it held it on the inside instead of the outside. So the dog's fat. You know those old. Um, early animations with the man in the moon. Yes. <laughs> with the grinning face. It looked like... she looked. Yeah, that's what she looks like. She looks like the man in the... I'll, I'll put Trapped. a picture up. But it's... Um, we just walked along. Everyone we passed was just really guffawing and laughing. <laughs> so I suppose it was a nice uh, gift for me as well in that respect. Just the sound of laughter, albeit someone else's. <laughs> Frank Skinner. I have important news. I um, have been travelling, I've been doing some gigs recently and um, with um, Omar, who oh, you remember yes. was, um, was toured with um, me and Pierre before at length and will, God willing, be touring with us soon. Lovely yes. chat. And in fact will be with us at the Gielgud Theatre in Shaftesbury Avenue starting on Monday. Will yeah. he wear his, uh, his special red he had, shoes? He had his pink uh, docks on, of course. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Shooty Gatwar has slightly stolen Omar's look. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so... Um, he said, oh, I, um, 
I uh, heard I heard you on the radio talking about um, the theatre in Hastings. Mm. Now, in case you uh, are not regular listeners or you just have short-term memory loss through drink, <laughs> or if you're someone who is inclined to chase sweet lady H... Um, oh, God! I would... Um, remind you that yeah. I got a list of um, the gigs we were doing on tour, Pierre and I and uh, at Hastings a white rock theatre the capacity was 1,066 yeah. and I was um, taken aback <laughs> that it was basically 1066 at Hastings and as we said couldn't be a coincidence, we asked for help on this information, nothing mm. <laughs> so um it turns out that Omar recently um, marshalled a gig at um, <laughs> at that same theatre. When you say marshalled, you're making him sound slightly jobs worth wearing uh, a high-vis tabard. High-vis jacket with Marshall <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Um, and he's not like that. Air traffic controller paddles. Um, but anyway, uh, it was remarked upon that the capacity was 1066. And the guy who worked there said, well, we did a refurb. And uh, when we'd finished the refurb, the capacity was 10.72. He said, and um, we thought, oh, it's just close enough. So we took six seats out (laughs) to make it 10.66. So when I play there, I'll be paying um, for that joke <laughs> in the 10 tickets I don't uh, 6 tickets I can never sell and you know what I'm happy to do that Yeah, for that joke yes. it's worth it I think it's a good sacrifice mm. I, it's impressive from them yeah. you know, as an institution they think no we'd rather make a bit less yeah, we'd every ra- year yeah we'd rather make a bit mm. less than have that 1066 thing. no I like that I, you know, anyone who uh, ch- chases the joke regardless of material benefit it's fine by me. Yeah. You bet your sweet bippy. <laughs> I'm doing a, a gig tonight in uh, Maidenhead. Leave it. <laughs> and um, I'm going to have to take the dog. Oh, tonight. are you? Yeah. Oh. I've never taken the dog to a gig before. So what? And Omar said to me, do you think she'll be on a lead in the wings? And I thought, I hope she's not going to... I hope she's not frightened by laughter, I thought. (laughs) Or she may die. (laughs) What about bringing her on stage? Oh, no, I don't want to go. It's a bit schnorbits. It is schnorbits. It's a bit schnorbits. People who... um, uh, include that. Yeah, How dare you? <laughs> yes, exactly. And can I say, Ray has been on stage. I didn't elect to bring him on stage. I was interviewing someone, mm. and they said, "Well, you've got your dog in the dressing room. Should we bring your dog on stage?" Well, that's a bit cheeky. Well, what's he getting paid? Is what I yeah, want to know. Exactly. Yeah. And then they might be alarmed <laughs> by a large crowd. Oh no, yeah. they love it, Frank. They do love it. But I know what you mean. You've got to be careful. There is something of the schnorbits about it, especially when they say, and now we all know who the real star is. Mm. Yeah, and also, oh, you know, when, you, you know, when you, you're halfway through the gig and you think, I didn't I didn't actually uh, leave any water in the dressing room. <laughs> I, I left the gas on in the dressing room. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm hoping it's going to be all right. And... Uh, <laughs> drive back at one in the morning with the dog's head out the window, absolutely freezing. And when you have the windows open, someone happens to your eardrums when you're on the motorway. Go, it's like a torture. The dog, I look in the wing mirror and there's the dog's face, the G-force pushing back its ears and eyes, loving it for some weird reason. Anyway, I've got all that to look forward to. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Mm. And a banana, one of our regulars, yes. who you may be familiar with her um, work, well, yeah. has got in touch. We put a lovely picture of your poppy. Our poppy. Do you refer to her as our poppy? As I always call her the dog. Yes, I rarely do. use her name. Mm. You do. Interesting. If we get another dog, then obviously I'll have to start naming them. Dog <laughs> one, dog two. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and a banana has got in touch. There is an annual canine frisbee disc world championship, she tells us. And she goes on to tell us that border collies are the most common winners. I wonder why that is. Are they like sheepdogs? They're one of the most intelligent dogs. 
Yeah, oh, they're, okay. they're, they're good sheepdogs, very smart. You shouldn't have one if you're not going to give it things to do or chew your house to pieces. Oh, right. That, that rules yeah. us out, Frank. But um, they uh, catching a frisbee doesn't require any great intelligence, does it? I know I've seen human beings catch it who I wouldn't want to share a long car journey with you. <laughs> yeah, but in your mouth, Did that's you a whole them... other ballgame. Well, yeah. see, I've really tried to get her to do it, but I think it's a bit sturdy. Mm. And I, I think she's worried quite rightly. Maybe she's too smart to catch it just and smash her teeth out. Yeah. Well, imagine Ray trying to cope with one of those. No, it's just take him off the ground. <laughs> it's say, like yeah. a baby Yoda in the Mandalorian, <laughs> hovering <laughs> above. <laughs> you just see him disappear over the horizon. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Ray, come on. Like, he's like, like a kid in a, in a life ring. <laughs> Just up into the sky like an alien. Guy. I'd like to. I've never seen any dog catch one live. I mean, it doesn't have to be my dog. It's not all me, me, me with the dog catching frisbee scenario. Would you be as happy if the dog caught it almost by sort of catching up to it and biting it as it moved away from over the Over its shoulder, I'd be more happy. Not over its shoulder, it's, it's almost chasing it. And Do they have shoulders, dogs? A, uh, 12, 12 15. 15. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we must um, have some vets. Do you think we have vets listening? Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah, what else they do? Yeah. Well, I'm um, quite busy. Frank, do you prefer oh, yeah. doctors or vets? Well, the vets that I've known, um, the first, my initial experience with vets... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, the ones down the road from me, uh, um, there's my regular vet now, mm. and he's quite a nice guy. I really like vets. I like him. Yeah, they've yeah. got it all. Hopkins I think he might be South African, possibly. It's very common. Is he really? Mm, yeah. We seem to be vets, dentists, personal trainers, and mercenaries. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the four physical, jobs. Physical race. <laughs> <laughs> I um, had a, a, a personal South African personal, if I could call her a personal trainer, I saw her once a week. Does that still make her yeah. personal? Well, it depends what's going on. Mm. But she um, rolled a rose like that. Oh, she would have been Afrikaans. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, Hopkins has got in touch and says, Poppy looks like uh, she's on the way to Cardiff to watch Wales v Scotland and the Six Nations. Because they wear what? big dandelion hats. Don't they wear daffodils? Uh, the um, daffodils, yeah. Yeah, OK. And it goes round their head, almost exactly like Oh, I see. So she does look like a Wales Yeah, supporter. I think there's, there's pictures, um, we should have put them up side by side, there's pictures of Peter Gabriel on stage when he used to have like a big flower <laughs> petal finger <laughs> yes, added. Yeah. Would look quite like my dog. Um, carrying a frisbee. Some people stopped and said, oh, what what happened? As if it was like <laughs> a version of, you know, those... Oh, what a, the it cones. looks a bit cone the of cone. shame. The cone, yeah. Cone but, of shame. Um, <laughs> most people just laughed. Do have a look. We, we put the picture online. I mean, it's pretty comical, mm. i got to say. And slightly conical. <laughs> and it's often the two, it's not that often the two are combined. Is it? I'm very happy with that. I'm happy to go out on that, and I'm just going to bask happily. I am wearing one. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text us show on eight twelve. Oh no, I didn't like my twelve. Can I do that again, Roger? Eight twelve fifteen. Follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email via Frank at AbsoluteRadio.co.uk. Frank, our readers have been enjoying the photograph of Poppy mm. with Frisbee, uh, and we've also had some. Well, this is in from Amanda. This is Amanda in Reading. Re Frisbee. Amanda doll. Reddington. No. Oh. And I like any communication that begins re-frisbee dog. Yeah. Years ago, at an American football game in L.A., the um, half-time... Tighty. Tighty. <laughs> somebody's being to L.A. The half-time entertainment was none other than a dog brought on to catch a frisbee, thrown oh. 100 yards. When he caught it... Imagine the velocity at 100 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he caught it mid-air... The PA announcer shouted, Frisbee dog! Oh, and great. the entire stadium erupted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope they all shouted Frisbee dog and didn't just cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a BC? BC. Border Collie. Oh. Uh. oh, we're going BC now. And we've also heard from Biff. 
What hmm? Biff of the Varsity Jacket? Biff himself. He's texted, uh, I'm going to meet you outside, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so we better stay in the studio till oh, they go right. We would stay very close much. to Pierre. <laughs> yeah. you see Man that? Mountain. Would we have been in Greece, for example? Would we have been friends with Eugene and his gang? Or would we have been none of us are tea birds or pink ladies? Let's be honest. No. Where well, would we have? I we would think have you to... might, might have been. Uh, uh, no, you know I would have been the the uh, the one who was clinging on with her fingertips. You know the slightly unfortunate looking one with the jacket. I would have been her. Yeah, I think I would have been uh, the one in the dicky bow, getting shoved <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> well, Biff has got in touch. Hi, Frank, Emily, and Pierre. I am the original Biff, as my given name is Simon Biffin. Oh, okay. First time I w- ever walked into a school aged four, I was greeted, this was in 1969, I was greeted by 20 children shouting, Biffo the Bear. Right, oh, that dates it a bit. Biffo the Bear. Unless he was wearing, like, short red trousers <laughs> with, like, the red braces fitted in, like Biffo used to wear. <laughs> I went home in tears. Biffo, in case you don't know, was the cover star of uh, The Beano before Dennis the Menace hogged that job mm. in the days when you had a bear in dungarees as a cover star and the, yeah. the original one you'll remember who was um ego who was an ostrich who i read some uh, research on ego and it said he was removed because um, research at the beano suggested their viewers preferred um, a humanoid figure oh. on the cover <laughs> Very scientific uh, approach. Yes, yeah, so they went. Biffo the bear was a bear, but he, you know, he 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 was very humanoid. I don't know what they meant by him. He looked like there might have been, um, there might have been a, a a very dark forest liaison. Yes, between a human and, well, uh, and someone up. who was ursine. He he was some <laughs> under the illusion. He fantasised that he was a human. Let's be honest. Yes. He appropriated the human lifestyle. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to be there when they handed him his notice. Who Who Biffo. Biffo. Yeah, Biffo. No. we're moving in an even more humanoid direction. <laughs> yeah, and then he tore their faces <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Get the darts just in his neck. <laughs> oh, poor Biffo. Poor Biffo. Anyway, Biff continues. Imagine the moment when he took the red trousers with braces off and thought, well, I won't be needing these anymore. <laughs> oh, Biffo. Sadly cast aside at oh. the forest entrance. Oh. And, you know, not, not, <laughs> no. not accepted in any community, in no, either no, community. No, the bear. He can't walk it, wander around with the bears in the red trousers. No. no, at a time as well when accepting difference wasn't yeah. such a catchword as it is now. And all the bears sick of his stories. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, you were in the Beano, Biffo. Yeah. Mm. Well, Biff- no, just do it here. We do it here. You don't have to find a toilet. <laughs> I know their words. That's the point. Um, Biff continues. I went home in tears after being called Biffo the Bear, only to be told by my father... You've got a comedy surname. Get used to it. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd like the father. Yeah, obviously yeah. the father had probably been... Oh, Biffo had been around so long, his dad had probably had that as well. Yeah. And then uh, he ends by saying, the nickname followed me forever. Even the teachers called me Biff. Okay. He then says, was I a bully though? Well, it was the 70s. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Biffo. Biffo the bully. Way. Also, let's not confuse Biffo the bear with Biff the bully in yes. American comics. Biffo the bear was a, a docile figure. Mm. Was um, he domesticated? Yeah, yeah helpful. And well, he was kind. when he was humanized, but we don't know what he was like when <laughs> he got know. back when in the he, woods. He, he went, went wild. To, when he reverted to the wild, obviously. <laughs> 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 yeah, Biffo goes feral. That would have been a good uh, anniversary story. <laughs> Checking in. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, Frank, you're a big fan. Well, we're a big fan of new vocabulary on this show. Oh, yeah. We did uh, Riz as Word of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Which meant, which is short for charisma, and I think it means sort of pulling power. Mm. Mm. You riz yeah. people up. Yeah. Do you know, I've, I've saved, been saving so much time since I started using Riz instead of charisma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I've done so much with I all that like, extra time. I like the idea that Vladimir Putin <laughs> has got Riz and that these are thus known as Riz Putin. <laughs> no, that made me happy. Yes. So, yes, um, we need to um, 
always remember the young, the young are always with us, and they now <laughs> develop their own language. And I find it with my own child mm. that he says things like some that have been around so long now they're sort of established, but I still find it a bit odd when he says, oh, that's sick. And yes. I think, oh, I, I don't know, it's all right. <laughs> well, there, apparently there has never been such a, a separation uh, mm. generation what between the generations, language-wise. That's yeah. healthy, though, I think. Mm. Well, the, there was some reporting on the, the sort of the 20 Gen, Gen Z, Gen Z slang words that you should master. Yes. Frank, if you want to make yourself understood to these... Well, they have When also... I speak to the youths. When you speak to the youths. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I don't speak to many youths. Um, but, um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. I, um, last week, um, Daisy, who was a former producer of this show, came along mm. to visit me on my birthday day. Mm. And um, we were walking down the road and I was asking about her about her kids and she said, oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's got, you know, he's so grown up now. He's, um, he, he's got, he has a skin fade. And I said, uh, that rings a bell, skin fade. He said, she said, yeah, it's, a, you know, hair that's, um, that's um, really, really short at the sides. And then and she started looking at me and going, um, I mean, young people, like that's how they like their hair, really short. <laughs> she kept looking at me and my haircut. <laughs> and then I remembered where I'd seen the term skin fade before, and it was on the till when I paid at the barber's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd accidentally got a skin fade, because yeah. I always call it, as you know... Um, 20s East European novelist haircut. Is that what you ask for when you go in? Well, no, I show them a picture of when I had... Remember when I went to, to Edinburgh and the woman gave me a really good... You could see all the skin on the sides of my head and she... And a yeah. man in there said he's a famous magician. <laughs> and then she asked me about magic. I just yes. went along with it because I couldn't be bothered to explain the difference. It's your magician haircut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, like so that's a, that request. was a new one for me, a skin fade. Mm. I like it if you could only ask for haircuts that had to be a novelist or a writer... Yeah. So mm. in your case, I think sometimes you go for W.H. Auden. You mm. have in the past sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Not, that, that, not a novelist as such, but a poet. No, a poet, indeed. I'm sorry, that, yeah. That literary figure, one. I should say. But you're right, that harsher one was much more fled Hungary. Yes, it is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, that's not the name of someone before you Google them. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're going to explore some of these um, words. Yes. I'm, I'm excited about it. But, you know, we've got all the business. We're a commercial radio station. We have, you know... We have things. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can we please discuss this whole slang area? Yeah. Because it's specifically it's uh, foreign students or students learning English as a foreign language, we should say. Yeah. They have been struggling. This is what I was reading. Did With you youth speak. Mm. Well, specifically youth speak, because they're getting all these phrases from TikTok. Yeah, like I um, was watching the Teen Titans animation, remember that, and picked up <laughs> no woe. No woe. For no worries. No worries. No woe. Hey, no woe. That's and I thought they were using it on there, like um, robbing the boy wonder. And yeah. I thought, oh, well, everybody must use that now. So I dropped in a few no woes in conversation. People just... How'd it go? Just looked at me blankly. It sounds Did quite they? Aussie. Yeah, no you'd think so. No woe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, They're no drama. Rush. They like no drama. No drama. That's one of Russell Crowe's favourites. No drama. It's all right, no drama. Uh, so, they have said... Never said in your house, I wouldn't have thought. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of drama. Uh, they've said, I think it's 70% of mm. overseas, overseas students are having to ask teachers to explain the following phrases, or okay. words, we should say. So, word number one, these are sort of Gen Z words. Beef. Familiar with that, Frank? <laughs> I'm familiar with beef, certainly, but it, yeah, it just, I said that quite an old one. It's when you've had I, an argument, you've got beef with somebody. I, I think that use is, is, goes back quite a way. Yeah. I've heard people well, use it as it. a verb. Who are you beefing with? 
Oh, okay. Who are you currently Mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I say to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Frank. NPC. What about beef? Oh, the bear, the very <laughs> argumentative uh, <laughs> comic character. <laughs> there we go. All right, Beefo the bear. Beefo the bear. <laughs> I will say, in the break, I looked up Biffo the bear and um, terrified. Biffo, remember, not Biffo. I thought you said Biffo the bear. Or think... before the bear. Some terrible... <laughs> A Scottish uh, version, before the terrible, bear. Some uh, terrible e- evolutionary missing link. Some gloopy... <laughs> Plasmoid creature. What yeah. did you think of Biffo the bear? He looks horrifying. Oh, you're joking. He's got tiny human teeth. And yeah, a long thing? head. What thing? Why did we never question the fact that he had big old veneers? He's got a long, thin body. long body as well. A long, thin body. Yeah, but don't body shame yeah, him. I didn't really yeah. understand interspecies relationships in those days. <laughs> well, I still don't. Oh, OK. I mean, OK, well, luckily we've got a break now. I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain them to you. You see, this bloke saw a monkey. We've been discussing what were we talking about just now? Beef. Beef. Yeah, I think I think maybe they're a bit unjustified in saying ha- having beef with someone is Gen Z slang. Yeah, but exactly. maybe the verb beefing with someone—that's that's younger. Some of these, I felt, and as our youth correspondent slash medieval Norse <laughs> mythology correspondent, yeah. Yeah. perhaps you can put a straight on this. They had Peng on this list, Frank. Now, I thought Peng. Peng was a bit dated. I thought it was a bit like saying Gordon Bennett or something. I'd never heard of Peng before. Oh, I it thought means it was a bit good. six years ago. Peng's around, yeah. Do they still use it? Um, I think so, yeah. It's I, have to, I have to tell you something about Peng. I'd mm. never seen it, so I thought, oh, I'm, I, I'll look this up. So I went on, you know, the online urban dictionary. Yes. <laughs> and you get um, these terms and you get an example of them in use. So mm. I looked up Peng and it says, Peng means good. Mm. For example, then it gives you an example yeah. sentence. Uh, Bro, this nectarine galette is peng. <laughs> so what? This is an example. I've got to look up lots, lots of other stuff in this now. That's really funny. Yeah. How are you going to use that, Frank? Galette. I didn't know what a galette was either. You had to look that up. Yeah. It was what just is the same example sentence. It's like a fruit tart. Yeah. Bro, this nectarine galette is peng. No one's ever said that. That's great. I think some of this, also, like, this list is is not... F- yeah, there's a few millennial terms in there and stuff like Peng, but also some, it's very London-centric. Also, oh, Galette Peng, mm. it sounds very the kind of person we'd see in one of those Daily Mail articles going out with Timothy Chalamet yeah. or whatever, yes. dating yeah. new young Gal- star Galette Peng. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Galette Peng poured herself into her tracksuit. <laughs> Showing <laughs> Timothy Chalamet what he's missing. <laughs> um... So also on this list, mm. uh, Frank and Pierre, was NPC. Yes. This is a harder one to... Frank? Well, NPC? yes. Um, now, I, again, I investigated this. I'm not a gamer. No. But I but have... then again, no. I, I am... <laughs> yeah, but I am a big fan of the Jumanji films, as I think I may have mentioned on here before. The modern iteration... <laughs> Do you like Jumanji? Oh, yeah, with The yeah. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, would you, uh, would you still watch that on your own and things? Jumanji. No, I watch it. They're brilliant films. <laughs> Nevertheless, um, there is a character in them who comes and talks to them and just says the same things over and over again, regardless of how they reply. Yes. And so I worked out this is the thing that you get in games, someone who just, you don't operate them, they just come and, and do their thing. And I realised that that is, I think it's called a non-playable character. Yes, yes. Which um, we've all seen in uh, Amdram. <laughs> um, Some of us have been, dear. Yeah. So I looked it up, it said, people who don't think for themselves or just think what they're programmed to think, or as I personally mm. call them, almost everyone. Well, th- th- that's exactly what the slang term was made to describe, was this idea of like, oh, you're like sheeple. You know, yeah, uh, one of sheeple one... is good as well. Sheeple. Yeah. Well, they I don't from, know that one. from the conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Oh. They love to accuse people who don't believe that the I've Earth gone is off hollow. It already. Yeah. Yeah. 
experience. Yeah. How okay. else do you explain crop circles, sheephole? So, so if she... you're an NPC, you just accept things, you just... Follow say, the crowd. Yeah. So okay. hang on, would NPC... This is what's worrying me. I want to know it's being used by people I like and respect. Mm. Is it a bit people in sort of studios, oppressive podcast studios it's, with black T-shirts it started, angry? It started like that and now it has escaped that cage. Oh, good. And has become a general... OK, good. ...disparaging term <laughs> for people yeah. to use. OK. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all very educational for me, I must say. But as, as I also always say, we're doing a commercial station <laughs> job. We have to, you know, there are housekeeping <laughs> elements. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Just to give you a little brief insight into the kind of conversations we had off air. Should we do that? I think we're allowed. OK. Well, if you'd prefer not to. No, no, then. go for it. I will just, uh, Frank just went, oh, directors. No, um, there was, <laughs> when I was growing up watching films, television things, who cared who the director was? <laughs> now that's who they talk about. Some bloke behind the other side of the camera. I just wanted to know, I didn't know the names of most of the actors. I just like, you know, just want to watch the story. Yeah. Now it's all the directors that says this and the director. It's like producers in music. Who were they? And now you knew George Martin, and that was it. And now it's like the core. Cool, oh, yeah, I'm also a producer. What do you want to do that for? You're going to show business, and now you're yeah. doing like that? <laughs> Bread and butter jobs. It's similar to when we. Uh, who, was it the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire drama was on? Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, Frank's review was he said, well, yeah, but I don't like suddenly there were like, you know, roles for all these behind the scenes people. I don't want them being featured. Well, that's, that's why they've gone behind the scenes because they don't want that's what they don't want the, the, the light, the limelight. It's not what it's Don't for. they, though? No. Don't they well, know? if they do, then mm. that, you know, they have, it is a prison of their own making. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, over at the uh, Teach English in a Foreign Language School. Oh, yes. You used to get people approaching you all the time with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't anymore. Uh, we've discussed some of these words, beef, peng. NPC. Not what about, character. What about drip? Not character. Drip, yes, for fashion or, yeah. or dress sense. Would you use that, Frank? Yeah. Well, I I remember the, the, the craze of the drip-dry shirt, <laughs> which used to wash it. Oh, and I thought then you meant Reggie you, and Ronnie. You me. would hang it up and um, it would come out. You know how um, if you just hang up something to dry, the normal garment, mm. they come out like they've got a bit of cellulite. Hey? Of, the shirt comes out a bit cellulite, a bit slightly... Sort of slightly crinkly. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah. But the drip dry shirt—it looks like it's been ironed once it's dry. It's absolutely perfect, and it was—it was a revolution. I thought this is it now. This is what shirts will be like. But then forever. they've sort of disappeared. So I wonder if drip is somehow tied to that. Nice that drip phenomenon. Etymology. Yeah. I would like it if some kind of South London rapper was. Mm. In a drip dry shirt. From the drip dry shirt era. That's why. Yeah, we got this it, was right. quite, it was for people who <laughs> didn't have time to iron. You know, they were they were selling um, encyclopedias door to door. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have time to iron, but they had time to watch a shirt drip itself dry. No, but you, you did it before you went to sleep. When you woke up, uh, it's like ghosts that ironed it in the night. Yeah, like well, they iron their sheets. They, they do, do actually. They're clean. very smooth, the sheets that the ghosts wear. Yeah. Well, the never, ghost sheets. Yeah, you've never yeah. seen a folded no. square in the ghost sheet. No. Well, also, you, you're that right. That is true. That'd be a very new oh, ghost. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Box fresh ghost. Box fresh oh. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> they never get those curling hems, the ghosts. No. From yeah, exactly. the tumble dry. The tumble dry curling hem. In, on you the know, sheet. Interrupting a ghost yeah. to say, you should wash that first and then. Yeah. yeah. Vladimir died yesterday. Can you, can you smell. <laughs> can you smell Lenore? <laughs> oh, here he comes. <laughs> like in The Raven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they must... They, they, but they don't seem to get really dirty. There must be a laundry, a ghost laundry. That's why they float off the ground, because it's a white sheet, and if you drag oh, they it don't, along... Oh, they yeah. don't always float off the ground, no, though, do no, they, Pierre? Because no, no. what, what do ghosties wear on their feeties, Frank? 
What trainers? Reebok trainers. Yeah, little Reebok trainers. Yeah. You think passing through a wall, you're going to pick up some debris? Yeah, yeah. A ghosts mm. clean? Do they shower and things? Or no? Oh, no, they don't have to worry about these need, things. No, no, no. I imagine they smell of uh, sulphur. <laughs> most of them. <laughs> I, uh, this is Frank Skinner, by the way, on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 812.15, follow us on X and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, email via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. We're all a bit on the milk wood at the end. <laughs> so I, just, I love that. Uh, frank, we were talking about slang. Yes. And trying to be a bit cool using it. Well, spike for yourself. I always do. <clears throat> and we've had this in from MJ, and MJM is the full title. OK. I won't explore what's going on there. No. But MJM says, at work, a 21-year-old referred to being skint due to Cosy Lives. That's Cosy Lives. OK. Do you know what that is, Frank? No. Cost of living crisis, is yes, that right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had to ask what that meant. Lives. Yeah. And they confirmed cost of living. I've never felt the generational gap so much. I'm 38. Yeah. That seems to come from the same room. Do you remember Platy Jubes? Yes. Very Platy Jubes. For the Platinum Jubilee. That's it, yeah. By the way, can you just trim that bit where I say I'm 38 and just put that out separately? <laughs> OK? <laughs> yeah. But it is quite fun if someone invites you to do something, you can shrug and say, Cosy lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to buy it from me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, worth a try, I suppose. Well, that's true. Yeah, but, y- you know. But um, I think it's something to do with my swimming attire. <laughs> 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 We've also got this news just in from Richard. Mm-hmm. Richard has adopted two new guinea pigs. I've had a message from Richard. He says, now it's the winter <laughs> of our discontent, mate. Due, due to the cosy lives. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Richard, who's adopted two guinea pigs... Oh, God, I thought you were going to say Richard, who's adopted. I thought, don't read that bit out. He might not want you to read that bit out. Why has he put it in brackets, then? <laughs> From Pets at Home. OK. And they, these guinea pigs, they are called Dave and Frank. Oh, right. Should be Frank and Dave. But they, well, Pets at Home have confirmed, Frank... Yes. ..that these pets, these guinea pigs were named in honour of you two. That's very nice. Oh, they need to sit so that um, Dave is on the left of screen when you look at them. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, that mm. was the deal that we had. Because oh, you it had was and Skinner. We, yeah, a lot of people have a regular. And we found ourselves lapsing into it. I'd go around his house, sit down, and we find we were just sitting in the right order. <laughs> I've, I've, Muscle memory. Yeah, I've no idea what the right-hand side of him looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we had some previously during the week, Frank. Oh, yes. It regards the tour. Oh, OK. That you and I are on slash will be on. Yes, as um, I like to call it, Francis de la Tour. Oh, lovely. It's the name of an, act- the name of an actress. Who's your favourite yeah. Francis? Of Assisi. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, but what spelling? Are we talking male? You can male? go any spelling. I just want to know who your favourite Francis is. I think probably um, Francis Matthews, (laughs) who's an actor who I think played... um, What was the name um, of the Paul Temple, the uh, detective? Oh, we were talking about detectives only the other week. Yes, our favourite detectives. Mine, totally Colombo, but there was some... uh... Mine was Rockford Files, I think, probably. James Garner. Well, just because at the time I thought it it was the height of sophistication that he had an answer machine. Yeah, he did, and also uh, I think there was quite a lot of synth in his... um, (laughs) Oh, he had a lot of synth. ..in his theme tune. I don't know how practical the answer machine for a detective is. I mean, hi, the murderer's outside. Um, could you please call me back? But it really yeah. was the answering machine. <laughs> when did it go out? In the 80s? Yeah, Rockford 80s, Files. early 80s maybe. The answering machine was a bit like people... Um, <laughs> what do they call the thing in uh, Star Trek when you get into the thing and disappear and go somewhere else? 
Uh, the airlock. No, what's he called, though? <laughs> the transporter. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So it was like that, the answer machine. It's oh, had a yeah. similar impact. People think, yeah. oh, my what? goodness. <laughs> a machine with you answers. You have captured someone's voice. <laughs> yeah. a little man in my phone. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a, like the big gimmick of the show was that the detective had an answer machine. <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be using him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you could call him, and even if he's not in... You, you can, can still you can hear leave his a message. Voice. Oh, come on. Regarding a, a contact we'd had during the week about our tour, our tour oh, yeah. together. Yeah. Um, it's from Julie in Chelmsford. And she says, I didn't know Pierre's name. And when they introduced him as the warm up, I thought they said Piano Billy. Piano Billy. Yeah. That'd be great, wouldn't yeah. it? Me, Piano Billy. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> it plays, yeah. plays with his feet for the finale. Piano Billy. Piano Billy. Shirley says, I'd go and see Piano Billy. I would say, do you think Piano yeah. Billy, and definitely Dungarees? Mm, oh, piano yeah. Piano Billy would have I think, I think every, feet. every Piano Billy. Concert, concert ends with someone being punched through a clearly sawn through bit of banister <laughs> yeah. and sort of falling see, into I'm worried a, into now, a table I'm, of cards. I am coming to see you both yeah. at the Gilgood and I'm worried that I said, oh yeah, it's Frank with uh, Piano Billy. With Piano Billy. That's how I think my friends have have heard read, him. Yeah. They'll be turning up in Wild West <laughs> themed outfits. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Wearing irons. With Billy Ray Cyrus hair. Yeah. yeah. Ready to shoot through the ceiling in glee. I say, yeah, well. But Julie says, I was waiting through uh, his jokes to play the piano Victoria Wood style. Oh, yeah. I see. Um, Isn't I, the fact there wasn't a piano on stage a hint that that wasn't going to happen? Well, that's part that, of the showmanship. That never of, stops uh, piano Billy. No, it's part of piano Billy's showmanship <laughs> as the piano descends from the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, I thought the curtains <laughs> open and it's a Wild West saloon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the people playing with their hands really high in the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. I asked my husband why... So she at some point, Julie leaned across to her husband and said, why do they call him Piano Billy? <laughs> 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 Just you wait. Just you wait, Piano Billy. You'll see why. <laughs> it's right what they say. Sometimes the mistakes are better than the real thing. Oh yeah. Mm. Also, I like. I like. Why do they call him? As though yeah. I. And and when I when when they. So it had been me. imposed on you that <laughs> yeah. nickname. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, if, if Sheriff Lewis calls you Piano Billy, you're Piano Billy. <laughs> now, we've had a lot of vets in touch with us, oh, which yeah. can only be a good thing. Mm-hmm. I love a mere vet. Do you? Yeah. Do you not? Yeah, I like a vet. Okay, good to know. Uh, hello, definitely one vet. Unless they keep going on about Vietnam and... <laughs> how they weren't. They didn't get proper respect when they came home. <laughs> Anyway, go on. <laughs> Definitely, oh, I'm still reeling from that. Definitely one vet listening today. Yes, dogs do have shoulders. Oh. But they do not have clavicles. That's the collarbone. The jutty out mm. bone. Not, not everyone. Some have a disappearing clavicle. I have a very prominent clavicle. You're proud of your clavicle. Do you know, do you know really she am. just made the other yeah. two ladies on the team <laughs> show their clavicles to yeah. show we that got she... our clavicles out. Yeah. It's the bone that goes across the it's top. A collarbone. Yeah, it's like a straight yeah. bone across yeah. the top of the rib cage. Yeah. You could use it actually for your dri- dry shirts. <laughs> yeah. You were at a bus stop for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Just hook the old coat hanger on your clavicle. I made the other ladies get their clavicles out. You did. You did. I've never seen, I've never been so embarrassed in my life <laughs> as ex- exposure of clavicles. <laughs> In this day and age. The disappearing clavicle sounds like a Piano Billy trick that he does to um, end the first half. Yeah, it sounds like something written by Bach, the disappearing <laughs> clavicle. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes. Um, we would, come on, we it's were discussing. <laughs> it, w- it will be noisy soon. Okay. We were discussing, well, speaking of sources of sudden noise, we discussed Jedward. Last week. Oh, yes. The haunting pair of Irish child men. I don't know where, um, how it came about, the, the discussion of uh, Jedward. 
No. You th- love a bit of Jedward action, I, I, I think that don't in, you? In much the same way as no one knows how they came about. Well, you're being very harsh. I, um, <laughs> I said, I think, whenever I picture them, they're always leapfrogging. Yes. That's what they seem like. <laughs> they seem like japesters. And giggling. Yeah. Yes. And they're, they're wearing shoes with points that curl. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you'd be happy, for example, if uh, Buzz brought them home as friends. Hmm. I'd be surprised if you brought you? them home as Why? friends. Well, they're a bit old for Buzz. <laughs> Where do they meet? Yeah. Uh, I think it might be a hair-raising experience. <laughs> oh, right. But they're perennially young, these types, yes. aren't they? These anyway, what is, Sorry. What, what, what's, what's your info? What's your point? Jake, what's your gen? Jake's got in touch about Jen Wood. Okay, Jake. Jake. Hello, Frank, Emily and Pierre. You asked last week if anyone knew what Jedward were up to these days. We were wondering about where they were now. Mm. I was working on Stand Up to Cancer last November and had been tasked with the daunting job of looking after the GC. Oh, yes. Gemma Collins. Can I just say I love the GC? Yeah. GC. I thought you meant George Chikiris, who was in um, West Side Story. But carry on. (laughs) It won't come as a surprise to learn that she was a bit late arriving at the Francis Crick Institute of Biomedical Science. She's a diva. She's a diva. (laughs) Where we were filming the show. I was just not expecting to hear the phrase Francis Crick Institute of Biomedical Science and Jedward in the same context, (laughs) Mm. apart from experiments. Um, I was staring at the entrance awaiting her arrival, becoming more and more concerned about the fast approaching live show. Eventually, I saw her big blonde mane coming through the door, but hers were not the only iconic blonde locks making their way through those doors. <laughs> I announced to my colleagues, Gemma has arrived, and she's got Jedward with her. <laughs> oh, so they weren't on the bill. They would just come with They were just the with GC. her. They, just they were up. just with GC. Do you remember the woman from No Doubt used to have two Japanese... Two Japanese women who followed her everywhere. She had. I think you'll find they were called the Harajuku girls. Were they? They never really spoke. They just hung around with her as... Bodyguards. I don't know That's what like me were. and Pierre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you we, wish we wouldn't and, speak? And we dressed the same. Imagine yeah. if Pierre... Imagine if Frank made us dress the same and yeah. never speak. Yeah. So uh, is there more to yes. this? Oh, there's more. Yes. There's more. The boys were not due to appear on the show, so their appearance was unexpected. They walked in ahead of her, one holding her handbag and the other holding her shoes. She came in after them saying, yeah, I've got the boys with me, like a mum arriving at a party after the babysitter had cancelled. Do you think they, yeah, they, brought, they brought her over in a sedan chair? That would be a thing to see in the street, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like a Samuel Pepys era sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the boys were very well behaved and waited patiently for Gemma to be done. I'm not sure where they went afterwards. I've <laughs> since seen Instagram posts of the three of them in a hot tub singing Last Christmas. Really? <laughs> oh, gee, there's a, oh, I love that friendship for them. Yeah, that destroyed. Uh, what a way to lose your whamageddon. Just <laughs> 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 to see that. I don't think it counts, does it, if it's a version. I don't know, but I just sure. I'm just unpacking the phrase what a way to lose your whamageddon. Mm. Yes. Um okay. anyway, um <laughs> I have I have something to add to that, but uh, once again, time tide and West Midlands passenger transport executive waits for no man. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So, sure. so I was on Hampstead Heath this week, walking the dog. Mm. And um, I bumped into Ricky Gervais and we were standing chatting and a runner went past and went, hi, hi. <clears throat> and Ricky said, oh, hello. And I said, who was that? And he said, um, I'm not sure which one, but it's um, one of Jedward. <laughs> he said, I see him on here quite often. They live locally. Oh, they don't uh, for themselves. And I thought, God, I hadn't spoke about... You know that the Bader-Meinhof syndrome? You mentioned mm. something, and then within a few days, they it crops up. up. But there was actually one of Jedward. I didn't think they could do things separately. No, I, I wasn't aware of that. It, they're not... Um, they're not joined, if that's what you no. think. No, but I would have thought it would be like a sort of psychic thing. Like if you if you separate them too far... Especially they'd... one running, does that mean the other one's letting himself go to seed? 
that would ruin it for both of them. Yeah, if, if one gets enormous, one... they come on, uh, oh. unless they do a lot of 10th birthday celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in silver suits <laughs> as number balloons. The number 10. Like New or Year's 18. Eve glasses. Yeah. 18 in a tight belt. 18 all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, my goodness. Also, regarding the knowledge uh, we've been given this morning by vets about dogs not having a collarbone, Anna Banana points out. Well, they'll eat a collarbone. Well, they said no collarbone, two words in the dog semantic field collar and bone. Yeah, oh, true. That is ironic. They don't have a collarbone. Mm. I do, as I've told everyone yes. this morning. The well, clavicles were out. That's all I've got left here, the collarbone. Well, bone. me and because oh, I've done uh, three gigs this week with Pierre with no support act mm. for various reasons I won't go into. But they didn't like the sound of Piano Billy. <laughs> no, they hadn't got a piano. <laughs> yeah. That's what the venue said. So, um, we can't have a, a ruckus in I here. Was, we were driving back from Winchester, me and Pierre, and it was about midnight. Oh, do you know, if I Not imagine... Pierre. No, Omar, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, that that's a shame, because Winchester is so Pierre. It is. We're mm. at, at the home of King Alfred. That's mm. true. But anyway, we were driving back, and it was one of those where you're driving, you're sailing, it's a nice, easy journey. And when you come home late at night, every road in England is closed. Mm. And you follow diversion signs that suddenly disappear and you're in a country lane, you don't know where you are, don't know how to mm. get back. And there was all these cars going around like midnight trying to find out what the hell had happened to their lives <laughs> after the diversion signs. And a guy come and slowed down at the side of us, wind his window down. Uh, and Omar said, uh, all right. And the guy said, do you speak Russian? I thought, that's a shot in the dark, Gosh. isn't it? <laughs> Midnight, just outside Winchester. <laughs> no, we don't speak Russian. What? And then he said, oh, all right, I can't find the uh, diversion signs. I've been like, looking <laughs> everywhere and, and they've, ju they've just disappeared. And I thought, what is all? Hang on. What's yeah. happened? What's happened here? What? I think you owe us an explanation. <laughs> exactly. That's what you want to say. You've got like, some sort of cockney Moscovite. <laughs> but also clearly... Well, that's how the spies get you. Frank. I don't could speak English. Flu fluent in English. Well, you know, fluent-ish. You know, it was a bit slowish. But um, the chances of saying, oh, yeah, I speak Russian... Yeah, if, if I was a Russian lost, lost in the countryside and the one car I pulled up alongside was also full of Russians, I'll be honest with you, I'd panic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'll never know who that man was unless he's listening to this. He's probably uh, he's selling fruit <laughs> off a stall in St. Petersburg. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Regarding, uh, we chatted briefly about slang. Oh, yeah. And I can vouch for this one from uh, from Andy Wood in Bronte Country. The word swat was what we used at school, he says, to define a pupil who seemingly knew everything and was first to put their hand up. Yeah. Uh, nowadays it has evolved. I'm not sure if it has literally evolved, but nowadays you'd call it someone a sweat, as in perspiration, which is employed by my children and their confederates at their schools. Um, I didn't know kids were using it in school, but you use it when someone is uh, online, if someone is too good at a at a game. Oh. You can call okay. them a sweat. Okay. Does, is the word swat still used? I don't like the idea of being too good at mm. a game. No. I was actually, you may not remember this, Pierre, but I was telling you about a man I worked with who used to clean the lathes with trichoethylene. That was part of his job. Mm. Then he took to keeping trichoethylene on a rag in his pocket and just <laughs> inhaling it occasionally. So I looked up um, the effects of it on Wikipedia before Pierre could, yeah. just to check fa to fact check me. And it described trichoethylene on there as a euphoriant. <laughs> mm. Which I'm now using on the occupation box on my visa applications. <laughs> do you know, you are a lovely little euphorian. Yes. Now, Johnny Dodkin, who's our former um, 
um, tour manager we worked with recently, me and Pierre. He says sketchy. Is that a, is that mm. a regular mm. word? He said, "Oh, he looks like a sketchy character over there. There's a bloke walking about late at night." Do you not use? Ske- I like. I've sketchy. never heard of sketchy yeah, before. Sketchy. And then I looked at her. I have to say, quite a, an exciting picture of uh, the doctor Shooty Gatwa in his gymnasium in just a pair of shorts on. Oh, my goodness gracious. You loved that, didn't you? And uh, <laughs> Millie Gibson, his uh, co-star, described it as a, I think one of them anyway, used the phrase thirst trap, yes. which is something I, again, have never heard of yeah. before. Which means what, Pierre? A, a beguiling photo deliberately uploaded to social media to sort of tease your... Mm. Your crush. We've all done oh, it, dear. Or your admirers. Okay. Oh, yeah. I To lure see. them in. And you know yeah. the concept of being thirsty, obviously. Not the... Not <clears> literally. I certainly did in the 80s. <laughs> 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 but thirsty for likes, Frank. Thirsty for likes? No, I don't know that. Thing. Oh. So it's that's a different a bit world. thirsty Next for likes. Next week, by the way, we go back to um, <laughs> the language as we know it. <laughs> I'm still upset that um, my attempt at um, Coolston working as for cool. It never oh man, off. that's Coolston. <laughs> never, that never happened. I really thought that would just become a thing. Did you? And I'd be in some etymological dictionary as the man who uh, began Coolston. Yeah. Uh, Frank, I would just like to mention Mark this morning, Martin Cheek. Are you familiar with Martin Cheek? Well, Martin Cheek, who sends us some artwork now and again of Mm. his own, has sent me a lovely birthday present, and it's um, Growl Tiger's Last Stand and other poems by T.S. Eliot with pictures by Errol LeCain, and the illustrations, I have to say, are um, fabuloso. Yes, Mm. and Martin Cheek is uh, one of our... Regulars, who I call, I refer to as the rude mechanical. Yes, because he does sound like someone. <laughs> he does sound <laughs> he like, like he appeared alongside Bottom. Yeah, yeah. from uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, uh, Martin, Martin Ch- Cheek next to Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Cheek has also said, which I like this. He's added to the Do you know Vanessa May? Yes. Thanks for the tip. Yeah. He says, Do you know Danielle Steele's? Oh, but Do you know Danielle Steele's books? He said. Oh, I see. Okay. Very, very, very clever. Okay, I thought you'd be happy with that. Anyway, look, um, uh, we Sarah Champion is up next. Do listen to her on my poetry podcast, episode five of series nine. Can you believe? Which you can download from wherever you get your podcast. This week. Um, on Wednesday, when it lands, I'm doing A.E. Houseman. <laughs> it's been a while, the Houseman alarm. Um, are you aware of this BS no. before your time? <laughs> Whenever A.E. Houseman's uh, met, well, not just the first time on every show, a siren goes off. It's, uh, it's an absolute... Um, Ruling. Mm. Yeah. There we go. Um, so, the, yes, so there you have it. Um, thank you so much for listening to this morning. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.